They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. All right, welcome to Bro Dads. You dumb fuck up. <laughs> Phone's turned off. I uh Welcome to Bro Dads, guys. Oh all you bro dads and bro moms. I, I don't I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Ever have a female listener? Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're a female listener, uh please email us at brodadscast at gmail.com. Not Shauna, Shauna, don't you email me. I yeah, already know. And tell us how hard it is to be a dad and how much we <laughs> sacrificed and how the real heroes of parenting are the fathers. <laughs> be sure to have all of that information in your email. Yeah. Tell uh, us how tell us how easy it was to spit that watermelon out of your cooter hole. <laughs> <laughs> My son just gave notice to a job. He's quitting his first job. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Did he do anything like spectacular? Uh, no. No. He oh. just, he was going to, once he, what's wild, they, once he turned 18, yeah. they were start working 40 hours a week, like with school. Because oh. like, if once you're under, when you're under 18, you can't work. You're limited to number of hours you've worked during the school year. Yeah. It's like he turned 18 and it was like, oh, we're going to schedule you. You know, now we're scheduling five days a week, like five to ten hour shifts. And uh, wow. so he was like coming over from school, sleeping for an hour or not even sleeping. It was just like zoning out for an hour and then going right to work till like 11 at night. Oh, see, no, that's not fun anymore. No, no. Well, and it's, we got family coming over. It's too, it's, it's time. But what's so funny, like he's a dishwasher. Yeah. And I'm like, just be sure to give two weeks notice and be cool. You never want to burn a bridge. And he's like, yeah. all right. And Amanda's like. Give them a month's notice and tell them how much you appreciate them. And I'm like, like, I go, a dishwasher giving two weeks notice is so far above and beyond the level. Like, they probably have their head chef like, man, fuck this shit. (laughs) They only find out the dishwasher quit when they find him in the the dumpster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when ice comes and deports the dishwashers when you know you don't have a dishwasher anymore. That's how the restaurant industry works. Bro, dad. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Like, I'm like, man, what a terrible place. Like, a, the restaurant industry is a terrible place to learn about professionalism. Yeah. Because everybody's banging everybody. Yeah. You know, like, he, Cole's first girlfriend was one of his co-workers. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know. I don't think I should date someone that I work with. I'm like, if you work in an office, I would agree with you. Or like yeah. a big corporation, yeah. But your chef is banging the lead waitress, yeah. and the oh yeah, and and, then, and, and then, the owner for some reason can't get close to any of the high schoolers that work there. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Keith. <laughs> There's no way he listens to this. But it is funny because they are. They're always like, when's your next show? I'm like, I don't do much in Spokane. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, people ask me that all the time, too, and it's like, I don't, I don't do much here. Well, and also, the people that ask that, like... They are they, not coming. They're not coming. They have a the fucking website. There's a, yeah. there's a million resources for you to figure out where shows are. Yeah. At this point, if people are like, where's your next show? I'm just going to be like, just watch this. <laughs> and if they're like, okay, I'm like, no, like, now. Yeah. In front of me. <laughs> And then you pull out a gun. Yeah, yeah. That part was funny, bitch. Why didn't you laugh? I'm doing a corporate tomorrow. They asked me not to oh. do anything about my sister's, about my about having a Down syndrome sister. Wait, so that means they watched your... Oh, yeah. yeah that's been... I find that... You know, I think that is the lasting legacy of Trump on comedy, is that people are doing more research on the comedians. Yeah. Which... If you're one of these people that says Trump has never done anything good, (laughs) this is a good thing that he's done. He's made people so freaked out about words. (laughs) You know what? When I first started comedy, uh, you you just go into these places in Montana, Idaho, and you would just say whatever, and that would be it. People would just get up, leave, and if they saw you come back to town, they wouldn't come back. 
I, I did that through Bush and Obama. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever been told to not do political stuff was when Trump got in the office. Yeah, because people got crazy. Yeah. People got crazy. And, and that's weird because you had a guy who was bombing the shit out of brown people, Bush. Bush <laughs> you know, Bush was doing all, to, all types of weird things. He's telling us people's got nukes and they don't have anything. Then you have Obama, the first black president, and you would think like, oh, we talk about Obama, we're going to set this ball on fire. Yeah. And it was only until Trump where people were like, mm, don't. Well, what's funny is I feel like, so I started comedy a lot later than you. I didn't do any comedy during the Bush administration. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most of the Obama administration, I feel like I was doing comedy. And uh, I saw it happen. I saw people getting offended at like, like, oh, like, like, oh, you're not allowed to say this, or like, you're not, you're not, and so then it was kind of like, you know, I was like looking forward to these country ass rooms where you can just be like, Bleh! you know, you can just, yeah. you can fucking say whatever right, in these yeah. places, you know. But then Trump became president, and then it was like, then that level of sensitivity started going out into the sticks. Yeah, and if you were, I mean, dude, I I used to tell this joke that was like. Uh, if 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 Hitler had Twitter, Germany yeah. would have won. Yeah, that joke was always fun. But then when Trump got elected, I had to quit telling it because people thought I was making a metaphor. Yeah, and I was like, and I could tell people being like, like, yeah. whoa, what are you doing? And I remember, I remember one time I looked at the audience. I'm like, you guys are worried I'm making a metaphor of Trump, and most of you have never thought about a metaphor. <laughs> I'm like five seconds ago. I was doing jokes about slinging my balls over my shoulder, and you guys are fucking worried about me all of a sudden becoming this like brainy comic doing some kind of you know metaphor, you know, whatever. It was just like the silliest shit. My and theory, like we're doing it because people tie up. My theory, and I don't know if it's correct or not, is that uh, one group will get fed up with something. Yeah. One group will get fed up with something, and they're usually on the liberal side of the spectrum, like Native Americans, tired of people calling them Indians. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're saying this and not me. Little people. What? what? <laughs> little people got tired of being called, you know, midgets. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and I think what happened, I had, I had little people jokes, man, and I felt that. I remember me. those days, yeah. And I, um, and I think what happened is, a bunch of conservatives saw like, oh man, people change their behavior because these groups want different things, and they and they're saying like you've hurt you you you're hurting us, and then they co-opted. It. They they said, hey man, when you make fun of our leaders and stuff, you're making fun of us, which is not really the same. No, but they're no. still kind of using it as a they're using it as a weapon because yes. they think that. These people are using it as a weapon because they think like, oh, you want to be called African-American instead of Negro because you don't want to be right. You, you're using it as a weapon to kind of control me when it's just like, no, it's just that, you know, the old doctor's books would be like the Negro's <laughs> brain is filled with walnuts. You know, like it, that's why. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> and I think that's what ha- I think that's what happened. Well, it's always a yin and a yang. Yeah. You know, like for thirty years, you know, guys were just firing off with great, like, yeah, like hey, if, uh, if you show me your titties, and I'll, I'll give you an eight cent raise, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And now, uh, and then it, you know, swings so far the other way where it's like, no, you can't even show a lady your dick at work anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> but now. <laughs> You know, now it's swinging the other way where you can just walk down and just start slapping fucking women left and right. <laughs> get off that lime scooter. You know? <laughs> and it's so it's <laughs> women shouldn't be driving two wheels, you know, just whatever you can do whatever you want. Now it's swinging Man, the other me, way. Me and Shauna was um, <laughs> driving down division and there's a lady on a motorcycle. Well, I didn't notice it, but she was like, Was that a lady on a motorcycle? And I looked at her like 
You do know women can ride motorcycles. <laughs> did, did you not know this? <laughs> Next, they'll be driving forklifts. <laughs> being useful. Man, if I could drive a forklift as my car. Oh, as your car? Uh, yeah. you, I mean, they're too slow, but. I you mean, ever driven one? No. Man, I, uh, I, I uh, have to drive a forklift every once in a while. And one time at this old shop in uh, Rockford, Washington, we had a dirt lot and we had a. Like, forklifts do not do well in gravel. Dirt. Yeah, I've seen those wheels. They, they, they so like mops. I had this a combine header that we custom made at the shop I was working at, and I was and it so it's teetering because it's like twenty five feet long, and I'm picking it up from the middle, and the thing's like teetering, and it weighs like probably a thousand pounds, and I'm and I got stuck, and so then I'm having to do that thing where you're like, like you go forward, yeah. backward, forward, backward, and this thing's fucking wobbling, oh. and the L and I inspector shows up. <laughs> And, and I'm like, hey, you're here, here, here. And, uh, and then the, it was a fixed seat. You couldn't adjust it. And my legs were too short. Oh. So I had to sit up like, in, like I had to sit on the edge of the seat. And, I, and I'm pushing it. And every time I push back, my pants are coming down. And I got, I got, I dude, I got six inches of ass crack in my pants. I'm rocking this thing. And the combine header is just flopping all over this, uh, the forklift forks. And this guy's like, oh, I need to do an inspection to see if your railings are 48 inch tall. I'm like, bitch, we don't even give a fuck about a thousand pound piece of steel killing eight people right now. And the owner of the company was like, get the fuck off the forklift. Like, All right, well, you can get it unstuck later. You know? Yeah, it was so funny. The L and I guy didn't say shit about that either. He was just like, man, these little, this little, you need to have a railing with the stair going up to the whatever. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess we'll do that. Uh, yeah. I think I was, I was lucky in that uh, I didn't have to do too many, like, job, job. Like, I had, um, I had, like, three or four jobs after the military and after college. But uh, because I was so entrenched in comedy at the time i was kind of like a it was kind of like oh we have real workers and then we adopted a badger <laughs> yeah right and i was the badger that was like oh i, I might show up 45 minutes late i might uh <laughs> 45 minutes late well it wasn't for like <laughs> it wasn't for like surgery yeah, yeah it was for like real reasons i wasn't just i was a i was an actual worker but I, the things that I would just say and do because I was like, I, I just feel, I just want to be free. And they'd yeah, be like, yeah. hey, man, this is a, an office. <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting a job and just, just to, for the story? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, like, and just like, if you don't give a shit that you get fired or yeah. whatever, like. That's a great punchline to the end yeah. of the joke. No, oh, and then I got fired. Well, <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of comics that will be like, well, I'm going to drown. I don't have much gigs in July. I'm just going to go. Like, I'm like, what must your resume look like after 10 yeah. years of being a road comic and starting and stopping, uh, I mean, five jobs a year? Yeah, it's like, are you a serial killer? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> eight different states. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's, but I love it. I love the stories that can come out of that, but it does yeah. kind of give this, like, I don't give a shit mentality. I think it kind of helps with on stage if you can not give a shit, you know? Like, yeah. there is this weird thing of, like, if you need, a, if, if the audience can tell you need approval, even if you're talented, I feel like they'll be like, ah, it's kind of a little desperate. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're like, yeah, I, you're, like, I love it when people are crushing and they're just, like, looking at the audience like they don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Like, they're just like, you guys need to shut up so I can get to my next joke. Like, <laughs> you guys need to just settle down. Like, not even smiling, you know? I love that shit. Um, so, yeah, I was going to mention something. But I feel like you have something to go. Wait, you forgot? No, I know what I want to say. But, I, okay. This is totally changing topics. Bill Gates' daughter got married. But I found that out because I was Googling Bill Gates... Blackmailed by Epstein. Oh, <laughs> have yeah. you heard this? Yeah. Oh boy. And it, this is you know what he got blackmailed over? Just sleeping with an of age Russian bridge player. That is the most boring shit. Like I don't even understand why they even. 
I mean, I get that they want to write it up because Epstein, Gates, yeah, yeah. two big names. But I know he's a, he was a billionaire by that time. You know, billionaires are not gonna. If if it was me or you sleeping with a twenty five year old bridge player, I don't even know if my friends would talk about this for longer than a week. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like, my family would be like, "Yeah, he fucked his life up pretty bad." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's how that called. That would be the rest of. <laughs> and there's people who are like, "He needs to go to jail." It's like, really, what kind of billionaire? But by, that is that is a a guy who got rich from being a nerd. Yeah. The, he, like he could be. I mean, that guy could be like, "Oh, I'm gonna bang a a, a porn star with a, a poles made from silk and wool." <laughs> A surgical sheep because <laughs> it was more a slightly more comfortable. Just got an underarm vagina. <laughs> Just every fetish of vagina. See, that really kills me when people get so like uh, upset or like surprised that rich and powerful people are cheating. It's like th- that's a tale as old as time. Well, especially like rich and powerful men. Yeah. Like, yeah, what do you what did you think motivated them to get rich? Yeah. <laughs> Getting ass. That's their the one thing. Yeah, their dick got them there. Let yeah. them use it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why Tiger Woods isn't as good of a golf as he is now. Right. Back then. Man, but he was like fucking people in the butt. Yeah, when man, you, he yeah. was killing it. If you're cheating on your Swedish wife with porn stars. Your balls are so big that you're practicing golf just by walking. (laughs) He was practicing golf constantly. Every time he takes a step, he's got to say four. (laughs) Yeah, so of course he's not as good of a golfer now that he's, you know, housebroken. The the first tiger that's ever been domesticated fully. When I was reading it, and I don't think I read the whole article, but when I was reading, I was like, "Man, this seems like Epstein was really trying." Oh yeah, like he was really trying. Well, what's funny to me is it's like, well, this kind of dissolves the Epstein narrative. Like, if it's like, I heard that you had a getaway with a Russian bridge player who was not just of age, but probably also out of college already. You're like, this is way different than a 14-year-old that got kidnapped. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah, I I think they're trying to connect. Yeah, any connection they can put to... Well, I feel like, like the conspiracy theories around Bill Gates seem crazy to me. Like, this dude is helping many people not have malaria. I just yeah. don't, I don't get it. I mean, people are like, yeah, but he's got all this farmland. But I, I think... <laughs> it's like, what, what, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, because I remember when Ted Turner was a big deal, he had the most um, land in the country of any single person. Right. And there was nothing about him weird. Yeah. Well, why? I mean, it makes sense. You look at, like, what is happening, like, how much land is overvalued right now? And yeah. if you can get it cheaply, and if you're, I mean, who knows? And who knows? Maybe he's gonna, maybe he's gonna homogenize all the crops and all of our penises are gonna get smaller. <laughs> but You know what? You know what gets me? Is the, the whole, like, one world government conspiracy. Yeah. Because to me, and I'm talking about me, I can't speak for other people. That would sound like a good damn idea. It, it, it would sound like a it sound like a better idea. Oh shit! Don't perform in Southern Oregon. Crazy thoughts, dude. Because because the whole every time they every time they start talking about oh, love it always when you start asking them questions, it boils down to it, it's going to be controlled by the Jews. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. I've never heard this, but it totally makes sense. It's like, oh, it's going to be one world government for everybody. Yeah, one currency, one set of laws for everybody. 
but it always goes, and that's what the Jews have been planning since they left Egypt. And it's like, oh first of God. all, if, if they if it took them that long to set this plan up, they're not good at planning, dude. Yeah, yeah. And well, <laughs> what's funny is it. I mean, because in Northern Idaho, they were legit compounds. You know, so I would meet yeah. the offspring of these people. I would sometimes meet these people growing up. Ford Lane used to have these rallies. I mean, you just yeah. meet these. I would meet these people. And it's so funny because it's like, you guys ever even like met a Jewish person? <laughs> you know, you know, I mean they're like, you know, they're like they're like they're like, we don't even lick bagels. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, just, it's like you don't, you're, you don't even know what you're talking like I don't know, these ideas have been so diluted and diluted yeah. that they like you don't even know they don't even know anything. About, yeah. You know, like, you, like they would probably don't even know what a yarmulke is. Yeah. They, no, they don't. No. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what happens when you have an idea that some crazy person thought up and then another crazy person come and put their little bit right. into it. I was, I was listening to this podcast uh, behind the bastards about um, the guy um, who invented um, cornflakes. Something, something, Kellogg. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was a Seventh Day Adventist. Oh yeah, and well, no, they are controlling the weather. <laughs> <laughs> All seven days. <laughs> and basically, what a Seventh Day Adventist started out as a guy was just like, I gotta prove that the Bible's free, but there's gotta be there's, there's, something's gonna tell me when the world's gonna end. So he did his little formula. And he said, the world's going to end in 18, blah, blah, blah. And then it didn't happen. And then they said, oh, it did happen. We couldn't see it. And then a, a lady who had brain damage, they knew she had brain damage, was sitting in the room when they were coming up with these invisible activities. She said, you know what? Jesus just gave me the date. And then she became the leader. Oh, That's nice. how all these conspiracy theories kind of start. It's like one person to say something crazy, and then another person be like, no, 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 no. It's this. And then they add it to the bucket, and then by the time you get to 2023, it's like, oh, Jewish people are lizards, and they want to own the world, so that way they can, um, they don't have to hide their eggs, so they can um, bake and, and, and hatch, they can leave them out on the grass. And by the time you're done, you're like, man, this will make a pretty good novel. If it wasn't for all the anti-Semitism in it. <laughs> Dude, I hope somebody takes that sound clip of you just saying Jewish people are lizard like that from right where the God damn it. <laughs> you know what though? What's crazy? That lady uh uh drove a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of how she got the brain <laughs> You ever seen pictures of bike week down in Miami where these women ride motorcycles and it's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the crazy. Like, do their butts look like that? Because the way they gotta sit, or is it just? Do these women only exist on motorcycles? It looks like they're fucking the motorcycle. Like they're shoving their vagina against the mo. Like they're trying to put the whole motorcycle. <laughs> it looks like they just gave birth to that motorcycle. It was placed on their lap, and now <laughs> they're holding on to the doctor to get the, their new baby away. It, those butts are crazy. Like, do you think they have to? Do you think that messes up with their like clitoris? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that was the whole thing about Harley's. Is that uh, the sh the vibration is supposed to be like sexually engaging to the women? Like that's why they hold tight, and it's like, and then that's the whole time. But then when it's sex time, will they even? Want a human, or would it just want to? Oh, right, right. Yeah, after they just jackhammered the shit out of their clitoris. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, uh, there's got to be another, you know, the penetrative. It, maybe it just gets you, gets them in the mood for penetration. Oh, yeah. Because it's not, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think there's a lot of ladies that are just, you know, they, uh, you know, they they say that the man can't find the clit, but what they really want is a good deep digging. <laughs> and that's I think that's gonna get isolated before. Good. 
Yeah, my mom probably will take that. <laughs> Finally, I raised him right. <laughs> it's not being said enough. There's too Ladies much focus on a good dick. There's <laughs> too much focus. <laughs> too much focus on the clitoris. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, a myth. <laughs> the clitoris, the Loch Ness monster of genitalia. It's <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's chaos. Uh. Yeah, that's, you know, I always think that's the craziest thing when they're like, men can't even find it. And it's like, who can't find it? Yeah, it's every guy who is 50 or younger has definitely Googled vagina and been like, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I get, I get what I get what they're trying to say, but it's like, yeah, you just you you pick horrible men. You need to find a guy who wants to love you tenderly. Yeah, yeah, or maybe just you know, uh, be communicative. Yeah, you know that's that is the crazy thing. I think yeah. it's not that they don't find the clitoris. I think it's that once they find it, they don't know. They just they're just like. They get one good reaction and just repeat that reaction over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Or you go too fast or too hard. And they're like, this is this worked for five seconds. Now it's going <laughs> to work for one to 97 minutes. However, fucking long this is going to take. Jesus Christ. I have carpal tunnel. <laughs> yeah, listen, if, if, you, if you get to that point and she's not finishing, just start saying stuff like, I'm going to pee your water. <laughs> We're clipping that. <laughs> yeah, do the skateboarder thing. Like, hey. uh, yeah, if you, Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's. If she. Listen, at least she'll fake it at that point. <laughs> the squirters get their water bill. <laughs> you had any shows this weekend? Uh, just the corporate gig, and then I'm basically retiring for uh, two months. I uh, like a Jordan retirement. Yeah, I'm doing Jordan retirement. I'm gonna I'm gonna go try to be a juggler, <laughs> a different kind of entertainer, and be. Uh, they'll be like, he's good, but it's just ah, fuck. He paid for the bus, <laughs> so we gotta let him on the team. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had a I had a show. Out in Colville, yeah, Colville, Washington. When? Uh, Saturday. It was like a last minute thing. Um, friend of the show, Michael Glatzmeyer. Um, well, he's not really a friend of the show, but he's a friend of us. He's an enemy of the state. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he knows how to get this. No, if it involves any kind of reading, <laughs> if it's not inside a cake, he's, <laughs> he's probably not going to figure it out. If. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know. No, he, it's, he, did he drive there? Yeah. He drove all the way up to Colville? Yeah. Well, I was surprised. Michael Glatzmeyer's grown up. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Michael Glatzmeyer, a comedian, an illiterate comic who just learned how to drive at <laughs> 32, uh, is putting on a show. And what? Um, oh, no. Um, it was put on by, you know, some guys that oh, okay. we dealt with before. And, uh, man, comedy is such a roller coaster. Because last week or a week before that, I was in Wisconsin, like five sold out shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like a million bucks. <laughs> and then you drive an hour and some change and you do a show at an Eagles Lodge for eight. Eight people were at the Eagles Lodge? Yeah. Man. Well, they, you know, you know how those small towns, when the, the turnouts low, they're always like, well, you know, they had a cake throwing festival, yeah, right, and then the sheriff was going to lynch a guy. <laughs> and, you know, so they had those excuses. But the whole time, I'm just like, man, like, this will keep you humble. If this can't right. keep you humble, then you ju you, you're a psychopath. Because, you know, you do shows where, like, people are just like, Falling over you, and you're like, "Yes, I got this. I know how to do this now." And then you got eight people who are like, "Yeah, yeah." I was, I'm, I'm just here for a raffle. 
<laughs> right. And it's like I'm here for the air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the set didn't go bad or anything. I mean, to me, I I don't even think I even thought about them laughing. I was just gonna keep talking. Yeah, it's like an out of body experience. Yeah, but it you know, it it's just so humbling to to get. And and you know, you're always thinking like, Well, how do I increase my fan base? But in situations like that, it's like Yeah, what are you gonna get? People in Colville to join Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The the play, I've always thought, and I've been doing this, I was doing it before COVID, and, like, is you know, like, you go to town, like, 80,000 people that doesn't have a comedy club, and then they're just stoked to have something to do, and that way you can hopefully kind of maybe build, you know, people to come out to see you in these markets like that. But then part of me is like, well, because it's like, oh, it, you know, in Seattle, there's so much competition for other shit to do, yeah. but also, like, there's a shit ton of people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. way more. Like, you're way more. It's way smarter to go to major cities because there's way more people that that are gonna be like, "Oh, I like this guy's comedy." Yeah. Whereas, like, if the entire town of Colville likes my comedy, they're not gonna follow me on Instagram because yeah. they don't look at it as a creator thing. They're yeah. like, "Oh, that's weird. I only follow uh, my, my my daughter's friends." Who <laughs> <laughs> about to graduate? Yeah, 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 yeah. These, cre- these creeps out there that are. Yeah, this is Colville at 40 is when we marry the 18-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, That's it's a good uh, point, though, man. Yeah. Like, because if you think about it, Seattle's got millions. Even if you found every single person that would gravitate to your comedy, that would still probably outnumber the amount of people in a small to medium-sized city yeah like it would outnumber everybody in Carville, like every single soul in Carville. well and like percentages are the same yeah really everywhere you go you got like oh you got this many idiots this many smart people this many so it's like if if you know you appeal to the like five percent of the broader population and there's way more population so the reason i'm thinking about this is because the the water levels are (laughs) the river water levels are high but yet you don't hear anybody dying in the Spokane River because all those idiots <laughs> are already dead. The previous, their fathers died in the river and weren't, their sperm died in their river-soaked bodies. <laughs> but they're churning out so many idiots in Seattle. The Green River is really high right now. People are fucking dropping like waterflies. <laughs> They can't stop people from looking at that river being like, I'm going to get on my rallies today. And then they're just, whoa, and hit their head on a rock. And... Yeah, all, dude, that's what's crazy about the Green River Killer is all he had to do was like, take a swim. That's he, another clue. He, he, he didn't have to. The Green River Killer didn't have to kill anybody. He just had to wait until there was a good winner. Yeah. Throw a barbecue near the river. I'd be like, oh, I dropped my spatula in the water. Would you get it? And some dumb shit would be like, ah, I'm getting it. Because it's just idiots are everywhere. And idiots are the type of people that come to my show. Quit jumping in the river, future fans. And buy a ticket. Yeah. Dude, I would have a much bigger fan base if all the people that like my comedy would stop choking on hot dogs at their illegitimate daughter's first first birthday party. Guys, wise up. Chew. You know? <laughs> I think that guy that got hit by that cannon at the gender reveal party. Oh my god! He would definitely be a fan. Yeah, man. He'd be like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Well, he knows how to have a good time. <laughs> First of all, I guarantee that guy's not rich. No. He doesn't have fucking powder cannon money. <laughs> this is the type of guy that comes back to work on Monday and is like, "I blew my whole paycheck on a remote control helicopter, and it exploded." <laughs> Dude, I, I've employed enough single guys where I'm like, they're like, oh, fuck, spend all my money. I'm like, dude, you make like 60 grand a year. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> I mean, I had, dude, I had this one guy that was like, I went to a kite festival. 
<laughs> I would have fired him on the spot. <laughs> like, get the hell out of my office. You need guys like that. <laughs> you know, just dreamers. <laughs> I just he's like, oh, I went to a kite festival. I'm like, oh, you're into kites? That's pretty. No. <laughs> I mean, now I am because I own a six hundred dollar kite. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like the level of like. <laughs> Oh, I, I met this girl on Tinder and I bought her kids a four-wheeler. You're like, <laughs> Man, there were so many guys like that in the military. Oh, I bet. And Testosterone because, is a dream. Yeah, yeah it's bad. And because you, you know, you're going to get paid again, people, you know, they were just so short-sighted. Like, I remember a guy going out and buying, like, a brand new, like, Mustang, like, like one of the rare ones. And, and 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 everybody in the office was like, dude, you spent your bonus <laughs> and your paycheck. You have zero dollars and zero cents in the bank. He, and he was like, look outside. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but you're going you you can't eat for two weeks. And he's like, but there's a cafeteria where people who live in the dorms. Lots of could, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Mustang like that? That's no, he crashed it like three months later. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's uh that is such a common tale, man. I uh one time, I mean I used to manage janitorial account. And so you're talking minimum wage. Like two thousand seven minimum wage. It's just barely above minimum wage. Where so you dude, like nine bucks an hour. This dude showed up with a Chrysler 300 of that year. And we're like, what? <laughs> and, and he just had, he had like one of these attitudes like, hey man, what's going on? Oh, all right, yeah, it's dead. Like, that's the way he talked. Like, it was always real vague. He's like, can I leave real looks like a thing I got? You know, you like, gotta go deliver a kidnapped baby. Yeah, that's what. So, <laughs> We we had a manager that just didn't give a shit anymore, and he wound up getting fired. And then this dude was just acting weird, you know. And we're like, I need to fire him. We're like, let's look at his file. And there was a policy that you couldn't have a, a felony within seven years. And he didn't have a felony for seven years because he had just got out of jail for like trafficking cocaine. Oh, gracious! Yeah, which is yeah. So it's like he's just doing this job to fill some sort of like. Uh, like a parole situation. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. Man. Yeah. Well, it was so funny because we're like, ugh, we have to fire a Coke dealer? You know what I mean? Like, we're like, well, I guess, uh, what are we? The holiday parties ain't going to be fun anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it was fun. We were like, well, let's draw straws for it. And they were like, then we can do Coke out of straws. <laughs> 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 uh, no, he wound up, he, he just, he just called one day. He's like, I'm not going to be able to come in because something happened. Oh. And we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> and, and then, woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get ran over by Chrysler 300. Man, <laughs> uh, I, you know, uh, well, I never got to know that many people when I started working a uh, civilian job. So I never, um, like, uh, I never got to figure out, like, oh, that guy is the... But I could go out in the parking lot, and I could basically tell which one of these people are in over their heads. Yeah. You know, because you would see the guy... Because you, you would, you know, kind of estimate, like, the range of what people are making in that <laughs> building. Yeah. And then you would see them out there with, like, a brand new, like, Range Rover. And you're like... I'm not going to see this car in three months. <laughs> this car, this car is not going to be in the parking lot in three months, man. Well, it's so funny. Like when there was, whenever there's a bad storm in Spokane, uh, and like they have to go out and like fix the power lines. Yeah. A Vista, I guess. We'll just get, you'll see like a bunch of new cars like the next month because they all get their overtime. <laughs> all, the, all the training and like all this overtime pay and and then it's like this is enough for a down payment for an f-150 yeah, yeah. it's like yeah but what about the payments yeah dude? man yeah, yeah. like yeah <laughs> when i went looking to get this car after my hyundai tucson hyundai you suck um uh i, I just I, I realized that's when i that's when i realized that i'm officially old because 
when we were when we were in our twenties, a reasonable car payment was such and such. But now, a reasonable car payment on a, you know, like a, a on a couple year old car. That's a twenty nineteen. So a couple year old. Yeah, that's crazy. They were, they're looking at you like, yeah, it's probably gonna be like seven fifty, eight hundred dollars. Like, no, I, I will ride the bus out of spite <laughs> than pay that much money. That's more than my first. Yeah, yeah, I'm not so. That's yeah, so crazy. that's why it took me so long to find a car because I was like, I will not pay that amount just because it's normalized doesn't mean that it's worth doing and they're doing that all day those guys you know what this might lead into a good topic okay uh well uh, because i've i've had great luck with cars like your favorite car have you ever had a car because like a road driving i mean i don't know when you're busy as a comic i mean the past month you know what is it three months before you get an oil change yeah well i don't know a cause eight months well oh well the but the mileage is like three or four thousand miles yeah Dude, I put 5,500 miles on my car in the past month. Or, yeah, because I was just, I was pretty busy in May, April. Yeah, April, May with gigs. Or I was was busy in April. I was going all over the place. I was having a great time. And then uh, I looked at it and I'm like a thousand miles over. But I should have waited. But my sticker was like, you don't have to get it done until September. Like, well, that's based on a normal person's driving schedule. Yeah. I was driving a lot, and I I love I like my car right now, and like the last car I had had fifty got fifteen miles to the gallon, and and uh, and immediately I bought it, and immediately I was like, (laughs) I I literally bought this car to tow a boat, yeah, and uh, the boat sank like that. Like I bought the car. The boat sank this, that summer, and I'm like, right. no, I can't. I don't. I like to have a car for like four years, five years. I mean, yeah. like a few, a while, you know, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I uh, this might be. I don't know if this is. Yeah, you know, let's just lean into this because I like in my heart, I want like a hybrid Prius that I can drive for 50 miles. I can just go forever. They are cool inside. Inside a pre a modern Prius right now is yeah. sick. Like everyone, you know, people, you know, they're they're all hard for Teslas, but charging a Tesla, like if you're really driving, like you're driving from like Spokane to Missouri, yeah, a Tesla was a Tesla sucks because you're yeah. like, well, I'm gonna stop in Bozeman for an hour to plug in my toy car, yeah, and, and you're not gonna be like in a place that you would want to be for an hour, no. No, you're like, yeah, there's not even like, like if, if there is something nearby, it's a Taco Bell or like a jerky stand where the, <laughs> the guy has his dog slobber. He has to wipe off the package probably vacuum sealed inside his like hovel. You don't. Yeah, dude, don't. Yeah, I like I like and that's it. I like gas stations. Yeah, I, I love them. It's just something about because like, each one like like depending on the brand, like. Um, when I was in the Midwest, they got uh, quick quick stops or whatever. Those are very different from like a Seven Eleven, and they're very different from a Nom Nom, which is what's popping up over here. Dude, now. my dad is done learning new stuff, and he sees those. He's like, "What's a Noom Noom?" <laughs> like it's Nom Nom, like Homer. You bought Homer Simpson. Nom 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 Nom. He's like. Noom Nooms used to be a Chevrolet. <laughs> I like how old people just go, you know what? The memory's full. That's it. Dude, Nothing else. I've been married for 20 years. My sister-in-law's name Missy. Missy. It's short for Melissa. Missy. Yeah. My dad calls her Mitzi. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm, not, I, I, I'm like, why are we even trying to correct it at this point? <laughs> Mitzi doing? Dude, that's a different type of person. Yeah. <laughs> My sister-in-law is a nurse. You're talking about a stripper in retirement. <laughs> anyway, so. Mitzi strip for Herbert Hoover. <laughs> you don't like your car right now? Well, no. I I, I could tolerate the the. Oh, right, okay. It's the my previous car. 
2016 Hyundai Tucson. That was an absolute um, dumpster fire. What did you have before that? Before the 2016 Tucson? Yeah. Uh, 2010 Buick, which was another pile of crap. Like, I have terrible luck with cars. What did we take to the, uh, in 2018 when you drove me to, uh, when you drove me to Seattle? Oh, that was the Tucson. Man, I thought that was a pretty nice car. Yeah. Did, did it just want to just burn up too early? You know, Tucson, you know, Hyundai, Hyundai builds a lot of like, uh, Hornet's Nest cars where like you look at it and you're like, but then when you look under the hood, you're like, this feel the wasp. <laughs> this, this is not, this is not how this should be. Like when that car hit 105,000 miles, which is like, uh, which is like, that's middle age for a car. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It just, the engine just decided to commit suicide on I-90. Man. And it, and it was, it was going to cost 16 grand to um, put a new one in. Because they were going to have to sixteen grand for a new engine. Yeah, because they were going to have to. Um, I would have lit it on fire in that mechanic shop. Sean, Sean was like, "Hey, why don't we just, why don't we just leave the nature take its course?" <laughs> it was like, "What? That's Green River Killer yeah. talk." <laughs> Get out of here with that Green River Killer talk. Like just leaving a body. Yeah, like right. Just letting the raccoons just pick it apart. <laughs> yeah, one day you'll get a call. You're like, "Fine, oh, you found it." <laughs> You'd be like the husband that killed his wife. Yeah. You're like, oh, Santa! <laughs> yeah, man, it was a, uh, it was, and and then um, the the people that I had the loan through, they were like, "You want to do another loan?" And I was like, "No, the car's worth fourteen grand, the repairs are sixteen grand, so I'm gonna be almost forty on a car that's worth even." Even if you went to one of these fly by night dealerships, yeah, they wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, they'd yeah. be like, "Nah, I, that I can't do that to, to it." I have a cocaine addiction and haven't seen my daughter in eight years. <laughs> but at least I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. I yeah. I fucking hate cars. Like I, I hate that. I hate like cons. They're expensive as shit. Yeah. There's you, the, and if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you also have to worry about tires. Yeah, you got to worry. You know, I mean, that's a, that would be a nice thing about living, like in Tennessee. Yeah. you just you you wear out those tires until they just they sl- they slide when you park it. <laughs> and, oh, time to get new tires. We're sliding down a dirt road. I mean, it, you could just you know, like in the Pacific Northwest, you lose a little bit of tread, and now you're fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah, winter hits and you're like, well, I'm just gonna... And because we're um, road comics in the Pacific Northwest, everything is a couple hours away. You need a car. Like, yeah. it always boggles my mind. When I started doing comedy, there was like at least ten headliners who did not have a car. That's the way to build though. Yeah, yeah, but they were dodging like child support. Yeah, no, it, it was, it's, it's never, yeah. it's never a dude that like wound up Making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there is something about that. Like, it's also just a shit move. Yeah. To be like, drive me around, yeah. opener. Like, it's... Yeah, it's like, who are you? Yeah. I used to stand in on Mad TV. <laughs> Take me to Alberta. It's like, shut the fuck the, um, what? Have you ever seen that sketch where somebody carries a tray? <laughs> I was the guy who polished that trick. <laughs> Man, one guy tried to like uh, smoke in my car one time, and I was like, I, I, "I don't smoke in my car. I don't even smoke." <laughs> and he he was so pissed about it that he made it like fifteen minutes of his act one night. And, you know, I couldn't defend myself because I'm already off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's on stage. He's like, you know, when you are the headline, there's a couple of liberties you should have. And one is smoking. But I like to smoke while I drive. It's like, well, first of all, you're not driving. Not your car. You, you haven't even paid me one nickel for gas. That's the, yeah. that's another thing that I hated was 
they would always do these weird like, oh yeah, um, my my check for my other gig hasn't um cashed yet, so um, tomorrow I'll get you back. And then by the end of the run, they just go, all right, see you later, and then they just hop on a bus and drive off. And you're like, oh man, he owes me a hundred and seventy five bucks. And that's when I started going, even if I'm an opener, I'll drive myself. Yeah. I'll just yeah, drive myself. Yeah. I just drive myself and I'll eat those cars because it's not worth if I'm gonna be in a car with somebody that's, you know, gonna critique you know my jokes and everything and try to smoke in my car every five seconds, I at least need to be paid for the resources that I'm right. wasting. So I, 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 I that's why I just stop and and when I do ride in people's cars, I'm like, man, I, I don't think they even know like how rare this is. This is like finding a monkey in South Carolina. You're like, what the fuck are you doing in the swamp? <laughs> like jungle animal. You well, okay. So when when you're okay, so if you're driving driving on the road with a person, like do you ever take you take opener like when Ryan was. Down, that you would drive him because I don't yeah. mind. I will actually go out of my way to if I'm having someone open to grab them. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm only two hours away from here. Well, it depends. I, I'm not gonna lie. It depends if the per- if I didn't know them or if they were weird. No, you're not. Oh, I'm still doing it. See, I I don't like. I won't be like come to my. Well, I have done. There one time I got put, put with this woman that I'd never met before. And she had way more credits than me, but also it was like a real road room. So I'm like, this is going to be like, this could be tough for, cause like, so if you're like, uh, you're like a comic that is, you know, in the industry and you're doing, you know, cool, cool comedy, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're yeah. like the nerd and I'm, I get, I get on TV sometimes yeah. and then, you know, to go do some fucking Brewery in Moses Lake oh around a bunch goodness. of people that laugh like this. <laughs> you know, they're gonna they're not, you know, I'm like yeah. you know, I did I just saw some Portland comics and they were very funny, but it was so funny because it was this just barn of a of an establishment. And mm-hmm. they were using words like bi like, oh I'm a BIPOC, you know, like a oh gracious. Oh, I'm a POC, like like I'm like these people have no clue yeah. what you're even talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. you if you got a three syllable word in your accent <laughs> <laughs> and you're in a town with more like gas stations than books <laughs> you might wanna rethink some of your vocabulary. Someone brought a fourth book across the county line. <laughs> Had to shoot him on sight. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I. You know, but it's I don't know. I I, I shit on these small towns because I I am from one. Yeah. So I get that there is this element of truth of like, you know, you know, people who are like, it's like, well, they can read, but you know, it doesn't count if it's only your militias. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, when you walk into a town, if you have a, I mean, these small towns, like, if you have a Starbucks cup and you walk and you're like walking around like. Oh hey, uh, where's a good place to eat around here? They're like, no place for you, fucking commie. <laughs> Take your liberal coffee and get the fuck out of here. And we're like, what, dude? Like, I had a coupon in my phone back at Deer Park. That's what's. I mean, it is. Yeah, like it's. I mean, I feel like some Starbucks like might get ran out. Like that's where a town starts to turn. If they get a Starbucks, yeah, then there's the vision. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway i i i like i i was like i had i had her come to my house because i was like yeah. they're so yeah but there have been many comics where i'm like i will meet you at an undisclosed yeah. location. Yeah. <laughs> and i'm like I'm like, if this guy wants to kill me while I'm driving, we're both dead. <laughs> yeah. there, but there have been times where I'm like, where are you nearby and I'll come to you. you know? <laughs> but I, I like having that, like a person w- with me because then I'm like, you're definitely making it to the show now. Yeah. Oh, Cause, okay. yeah. Because I don't, like I was saying, like Thursday, uh, five minutes before the show, and they're like, oh, you're not doing 25, you're doing 45. 
I was like, or 40 or whatever. I mean, I was kind of like, uh, and then. But you they, got it, though. Oh, no, it was fine, but it was just, like, way more scattered. I like to do, like, like, I'll prep for tomorrow's show tonight. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll list, I'll, I'll figure out my set list tonight. Well, for, but for a corporate gig, it's a lot more. Yeah. You know, a lot more thought has to go into it, especially when yeah. they're like, we don't want you to say this. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, I, 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 I like, at a comedy club, if you're out of stuff, I mean, I don't know, I, this, <laughs> I hate saying this, but there are times when I'm on stage and I'm like, oh, I got it, you know, I haven't got the light, I got five more minutes, I'll just go to this bit. There are some times where I'm like, I could literally just put my hand down my pants and stiff my fingers <laughs> for this crowd. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, wow! I mean, it's just, it's like, people, I just think it's so funny when people are like, the art, this is an art form, and you know what? When you come here, don't be offended. And it's like, <laughs> we are shutting people up so they can sell more drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the business model here. Yep. Normal bar, people are, da, 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 da. You know what they're doing when they're talking? They're not drinking. <laughs> Get these people to shut up for 90 minutes, and we will over-serve them to the point of losing the custody of their kids. <laughs> That is the business model of stand-up comedy. And then they're like, and then once they lose custody of their kids, they'll start coming to open mics. And then they'll really become alcoholics. And now we got them. And now we go, they're going to be coming around. These kidless drunks. Hooked on laughter and... Fucking Jameson. Yeah, it's uh Why is comedy <laughs> why is comedy like a last resort for so many people? Oh I know, man. Like it's, it's yeah. either it's either you're young and you thought about doing it, you did it. Or you're forty seven and you're going through a divorce and you go, you know what? People always said I was funny at the office. Yeah. Well, if you people always say I'm funny is is one thing like that's yeah. okay yeah you're then that, that makes sense you're like oh i want to take what i've been doing i mean i st- started i think i really started comedy because i mean in my 20s i was crushing house parties <laughs> all right you know what i mean like yeah. I, yeah and by the time i was 33 well like there's not as many house parties yeah you know you're just not going to you know parties anymore. I, I was going to parties and i'm like i'm like where I dislocated the sun's elbow. That always murders, Oh my God, they're going to go nuts, dude. And uh, yeah, I remember one time being at a party and uh, the mom, all the moms were talking and, I, and they had this little thing that was like, uh, it was like multiple little containers and it was like, oh, and this container is formula powder. This one, there's like Cheerios. This one, there's goldfish. And then, uh, and then there was like, uh, Maybe one other type of powder. And I remember being like, like, oh, this would be hard if I had this, because I'd be like, this powder's for the baby, this powder's for the daddy. You know? <laughs> and it was like, but it was like all like Mormons and Christians. Like oh. there was no alcohol there. I don't even think they had it's, coffee there. That's not a party. That's just a, a office meeting. No, that it was a support group basically like, for oh people my with God. kids. Yeah. Oh, I don't even yeah. drink and I'll be like, I ain't going to that. Yeah, it was pretty well. They were all doing pretty well because they weren't blowing money on cigarettes, booze, and weed. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, was six hundred dollar kites. Those, those kids had some nice toys. <laughs> <laughs> kids, those were nice plush dolls, and they had the weird container, you know. Like, so I just, I remember doing that kind of shit, and it was you know. I, but I was like, and so I was like, I was like, man, I can play to the squares and the fucking degenerates, <laughs> dude. I was. I would do so. Well, okay, well, this is. It's, I like that we start with these concepts and then they just turn into like wild stories. Of them. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I one time we went to this party, and uh, we, were, we were all of us had rented out all these, uh, all these. Uh, like we would rent out a mansion or like a really nice hotel room. We all pitch in like hundred bucks or whatever. It'd be like ten of us. Yeah. And this is back. I mean, we would we rented this. Like, crazy mansion up at Schweitzer and the snow wasn't great so everybody by at noon one day the last day we didn't drink we all just started drinking at like midnight we didn't ski we just started drinking at, at noon 
And uh, and so everybody was absolutely hammered by four thirty or five. And we get back to the to the mansion. They had a ten person hotel or ten person hot tub. And I was like, "It's our last night. Let's all get in the hot tub." Let's and everyone's like, "I don't want to." I'm like, "Come on, it's our last night. Get in the hot tub." I'm like rallying everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, "I'll be up there." And it was a bit. I mean, I was really hammered. So I don't really remember this very well. But uh, it was a bit was planned out in my head the whole time. And anyway, everybody gets in the hot tub, and I'm like, isn't this nice? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. And then I get out, I stand up, I'm buck naked. <laughs> and I get out. And once the last person gets in, I stand up and get out, buck naked, dry off, put on my swimsuit, <laughs> and leave. And then go to bed. I fucking went to bed. It was like 9.30 at night. I wake up at midnight, and I'm like, what the hell? My friend's like, hey, bud. <laughs> You went a little nuts there. And I'm like, why is my hair wet and my swimsuit dry? <laughs> that sounds like some Twilight Zone shit. Well, and they, they fucking somebody filmed me. Oh. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on Pornhub right now. I hope so. Tag <laughs> me. Dude. <laughs> yeah, you know how crazy it is to see a picture of yourself naked, get shot in the dick with the Nerf darts, and not remember it? You're like, do I have a twin? <laughs> Who has the same hair- haircut and shorts and friends? <laughs> yeah, it was a flip phone, so that... Yeah, they don't even know how to get that yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's in one of those bunkers, like at the end of Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> some guy, some guy will eventually figure it out. Go way deep into the labyrinth uh, <laughs> and with a forklift. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, been pretty good. Now, what are we at? Are we at an hour? I feel like oh, oh. we gotta be close. Yeah, it's an hour and two minutes. Man, this has been a lot of crazy talk. This is really what... The, I've been... I feel like that shit should be bro dads. Crazy talk. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I always thought the the topics would help us... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Like a, but it's like as soon as we sit down, we just start going, so... No, it's good. I love crazy talk. Uh, bro dads, dads going crazy talk. I don't know. Uh, if you have a subtitle uh, for the title, which would be what the definition of subtitle is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, open to suggestion. Uh, also, if you have any questions about parenting or topics uh, or, uh, or, or, or anything, really, hit us up. Bro dads cast at gmail.com or... On the Instagram page, hit us up on Instagram. We're putting up reels, uh, random photos. That I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with that part. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, let's let's take a couple photos from topics that we talked about and put like them on that. as kind of like a little. Oh, I gotta listen because they they have the Dalai Lama, Martha Stewart. Oh yeah, that Martha Stewart and stuff a balloon. Crazy, and it's like. <laughs> yeah, come on. We got an editor and everything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, come, uh, come out and, or just keep listening. Tell your friends. Uh, this is a great place for crazy talk. Well, you got um, anything coming up? Uh, not really. I'm trying to, you know, I got my. Listen, dude. If you want to come out and see me do comedy in October, you are in luck. <laughs> September also, uh, no, well, in August, but uh, June and July, my focus is to just go to the lake. Well, my son's graduating high school. I have in-laws coming, and I'm going uh, to Thailand. Yeah, that's so that's big. that is huge. Yeah, dude. So it's pretty wild. I'm hoping I can come back with Thailand. And come back with, I think, what might be a $50,000 joke. <laughs> I have no idea how much this t- trip costs. Yeah. But I know that my mom, who is has substantial means, <laughs> is not using her own money. She's using money she inherited from my grandma. And my grandma died. She's like, use this money to travel. And I think my mom was like, I can't take this many trips alone. 
And so she asked my son, where do you want to go in the world? And, uh, and now we're going to Thailand. So, uh, yeah, I would have said Nantucket. <clears throat> that would have been, oh, well, meet that guy with that dick so long you can yeah. suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I've been a huge fan. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if he had a very small penis but was just really flexible? Yeah. <laughs> My whole life is a lie. <laughs> These limericks are nothing but lies. <laughs> You know what? You're the first person who ever finished that Nantucket limerick. I've never heard the end of that limerick in my life. <laughs> I thought it was a dick so long he could fuck it. I thought he was taking it back around to the back and fucking himself. I think if you do that, that's when you meet God and he's like, You win! <laughs> this is why I made humans! You did it! God is just a guy with a <laughs> grim reaper dick. And I don't know why in my mind the prize is a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> well, because you almost became a rotisserie chicken yourself. If you, <clears throat> you just well, not that rotisserie chicken, but one of those things where they just put a hook in the like in you know like you ever seen like a. It, one of those like Chinese markets. Oh where yeah, they got the whole goose head, and the goose head's like hung, and it's just hanging by the thing. Yeah, that yeah. would be if your dick was like that, and then you're just hanging there getting roasted. You're you're like a metaphor. Yeah, you just rotisserie yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and now, so anyway, people who are my fans, a metaphor is when something is meant to represent another thing. <laughs> Wow, that was really sacrilegious. June 2nd to 3rd, uh, Seattle. Club Comedy Seattle. Uh, Newly remodeled Club Comedy in Seattle. Yep. It looks pretty good. Well, it's two years old, but yeah, it's still pretty cool. Now. Yeah, they got light bulbs. They got curtains. They got a yeah. cover charge. They got everything. They only have one raccoon. Uh, <laughs> they, got, they got Topo Chico's. Oh, it's a good yeah. club. And Post Falls, I would be there the 17th, I think. You doing, uh, you doing uh, the Bape Lounge? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fun. That's and fun I'm, um, what people don't know, I got authorization to give away some vapes. No way. Like, well, they don't know yet, but I will be giving away some vapes. Not weed vapes, like old fashioned. Well, I mean, that's Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I'd give away some weed vapes <clears throat> in Idaho and just become the. the oh yeah, what am I thinking? Yeah, dude, you go if you want some bubblegum flavored vape juice, go to Harry's show because you can't get that anywhere else in the country. 